0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went, and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, i do not know where you are from and you will say we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets then he will say to you i do not know where you are from depart from me you evil doers and there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see abraham isaac and jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of god and you yourselves cast out and people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Just a quick note to the listener. I delivered this homily using a large prop of a cornhole board and cornhole bags. Uh, Since this is an audio and not a video, I've tried to kind of describe how I used it as I used it, so you'll have to use your imagination a little bit to kind of see um, the way I was using the board to illustrate the points. Thanks. God bless. Well, you are probably wondering what is going on with my bringing out this cornhole board prop for today's homily. We don't really do props here very often. You might be thinking, ah, Deacon Joe had too much at Brewfest the other night. But I actually had this idea earlier in the week, and not just because it's picnic weekend or because Notre Dame football, aka tailgate season, is right around the corner. But as I considered this gospel, I was trying to figure out a way to illustrate this narrow gate concept in a way that we could all relate to. If this goes well, every time you see or play cornhole, you will remember the points of this homily. If it goes poorly, you will be distracted by thoughts of games and tailgates and won't hear a word that I'm saying. Come Holy Spirit. You know, when it comes to striving to hit a target or goal, whether it be putting a golf ball toward a hole on a green or aiming a pistol or bow and arrow at a target, I have often heard the advice to aim small so as to miss small. The idea being that if you simply aim at the larger target, In the general direction of your goal, your focus is too broad and the results will be mediocre at best. But if we narrow our focus to a specific spot on the target, a specific point on the golf hole, and concentrate on aiming at the smaller target within the larger one, we significantly increase our chances of making the shot we want to make. Now given how clear Jesus makes the point that the gate we are to strive for is narrow. This aim small, miss small concept should be an easy one to apply. Jesus is telling us quite plainly that our target is small. Not only in this gospel, but also in Matthew chapter 7, where we read, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. But as we work on that narrow gate perspective, we have to keep a couple things in mind. First is, is that, make no mistake, the entry gate to the church is wide. We baptize in rivers and lakes and ponds, and we have baptismal fonts that look like small swimming pools, indicating there is room for everyone to repent and have all their sins washed away by the blood of the Lamb. But baptism is not the end of our journey to salvation. It's just the beginning. And while baptism makes us children of God, as it said in the letter to the Hebrews, what child is there whom the Father does not discipline? For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. And properly received, it is this discipline that helps us to focus and aim small so as to miss small. Second is that the world we live in today is not really big on discipline. While there are certainly those who do not believe or care anything about God or salvation, there are also many who claim some level of belief in God that would emphatically tell us that everyone will be saved, that if there is a God, he certainly would not have a narrow gate but a wide-open one that will welcome everyone in the end, regardless of how they arrived at the threshold. And as I throw these two bags and miss the board completely, it basically illustrates that what they're saying is that any bag thrown will be good enough. Now, it shouldn't take much to convince anyone who can read Scripture That this is not what we read in the Word, not what the Church teaches. The Gospels would certainly have been a waste of paper if the direct revelation from Jesus didn't mean what it said. But what I really think the point of this Gospel that should strike home with us gathered here today is about is the other group the ones who believe anything on the board like these two bags, is good enough. The ones that claim to have eaten and drank in Jesus' company, to have witnessed his teaching, and can't understand why they are on the outside looking in, being told by the Master that he does not know them. Those that compartmentalize their faith, they create a space for Jesus in their lives, but don't make their relationship with Jesus the focus of their lives. We can't follow the commandment to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength by doing it for just an hour a day and have him in the back of our mind or on the shelf in our closet the rest of the time. Simply being on the board is not enough because when the time comes for the door to be shut, as you see as I lift up the board and those bags slide off, the board will be tilted and those that have simply landed on the board will slide away from the door. Now, the answer for us, as Jesus says, is to enter through the narrow gate. And there are, praise God, a couple of ways to make that entry. There is, of course, the clean squish right through the hole into heaven for the blessed few saints among us. Then there is, barring martyrdom, the route I am anticipating, the hit on the board that slides through purgatory and purifies us and carries us through the gate at the end of that purification. Now, this narrow gate revelation may sound like bad news, but it is actually awesomely good and timely news. Have you ever gotten bad directions and followed them to the letter only to find out that you aren't where you needed to be. No, this question posed to Jesus in the gospel was asked for the very purpose of Jesus giving this answer and illustration. Because thanks be to God, Jesus makes it clear exactly where we need to be and how we need to get there. For while the gate may be narrow and hard to hit from a distance, Jesus has provided exactly the means to close that distance. I don't know about you, But if my eternal life depends on me making it through a narrow gate, I don't want to shoot from long distance. I want to drop it straight down from above the hole. And the way we close the distance is through the sacramental life of the church that draws us more deeply into a personal relationship with Jesus and fills us with grace and the Holy Spirit. For while post-baptismal sin pushes us back, Repentance and confession moves us up. A consistent prayer life draws us closer. The power of the Holy Spirit to help us grow in virtue and resist temptation continues to close the gap. And frequent mass attendance and worthy reception of communion and adoration gets us in tight. The world, the flesh, and the devil would tell us that we control our destiny. And through our power, our talent, our ability, and our wisdom, we can determine the size of the gate and our entry through it. But that's a lie. If that were the case, Jesus would never have had to come and give his life to save ours. He would not have sent the Holy Spirit to bring us his power to aid in our struggle. No, Jesus came to earth, taught, died, rose, and sent his Spirit Because we needed it all to enter through the narrow gate. But the good news is, he did all those things so we could and we can. His desire is not that we are left outside, but that we are seated at table right there with him. He doesn't want us to slide off the board. He wants us to slam dunk. And he gives us the means to do just that if we humble ourselves and ask him to do it. To strengthen our drooping hands and our weak knees, make straight paths for our feet, that we may be healed. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.